to another episode of the Upbreak MMA Podcast. It has been a while. With me is a lovely Ferrari. Hi. And we have a lot of stuff to go over. So instead of just wasting time and talking about, you know, stuff that nobody really cares about, let's get into all the interesting news that's happened over the past couple weeks. Um, all right, first off. We really didn't do a podcast last week because last week's card changed, like, almost minute by minute. Um, I think by the time that the fight night went off, there were six card changes. Um, and Jared Gooding was, like, traded between fight to fight right, to fight. Right, I was going to say, yeah, fights that got canceled and then fights that got cleared and added at the last minute. and Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, so it, it just... I, we were waiting for the perfect time to do it, and there really was no perfect time to do it. Um, I, I Again, I unfortunately, this may become a reality. That's not to say that all those changes were because of COVID. A lot of them were, but there was a lot of visa changes because with the new Delta variant COVID, the United States has clamped down on who's allowed in the country who isn't right. so that plays a role well, technically everything was covid related <laughs> well yeah i mean technically all but one um uh, i forgot who the who who was off the top of my head was what missed weight by seven pounds it was one oh, of the female yeah. fighters uh and they weren't gonna let that go on uh um montoya i believe it was uh and this is not the first time that she missed weight it very likely may be the last. I, I knowing how they treat missing weight in UFC, um, she has missed it so many times. It would not surprise me to hear that she's released soon. Uh, mm-hmm. But usually those decisions are usually made on a Tuesday because that's when Dana White and his team meets, and that did not come out this Tuesday. So maybe they are, are going to give her another chance. I don't know. Uh, but. That being said, uh, we look something up there. Yeah, I was just going to look up what her name was. Uh, Yeah, there were so many changes. I I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, Nico uh, Montana. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, so I I had the name right. Uh, But yeah, uh, she's had a lot of uh, difficulty making weight in the past. Uh, And honestly, you know, well, okay, we could talk about this before we get into that. Uh, Laura Sanko was asked by Michael Bisping on his podcast if the seven pounds weight, because one of the biggest arguments, and I've gotten into this argument, never read the read the comment section uh, online ever, because you'll you'll always regret it. And I did that for a previous fight where where. Actually, it was Nico Montana that didn't make weight. And I made the comment that, look, you're professional. Your job is to make weight. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
if you can't do that, then you're obviously not taking this professional enough. And wow, did I get attacked. Um, she's a woman. You don't know what it's like to be a woman. Women have harder time losing weight. Yes, I understand. Women have harder, a more difficult time losing losing weight. Uh, you know, and of course, you know, there were some women on there attacking me. Well, maybe she was on her period. Do you ever think of that? Uh, guys, I don't care. Um, Laura Senko was the best one to comment on it because, A, she's a former fighter, which most people don't realize. Um, she's still involved with MMA. Uh, she still does train. She doesn't fight anymore, but she does still train, and she does commentary. Uh, and, ta-da, she's a female, so she can speak on this. Um, a woman's not going to miss weight by seven pounds because she's on her period. Not unless she's munching like crazy on ice cream and candy. Which you would never do leading up to no. a fight. I, I mean, even me, like, I'm overweight and I have never gained seven pounds the week of my period. I've gained a few, you know, like, probably three or four on a really bad one, but... Never seven. I have you always, know? I have always been suspicious that Nico has come into camp or come into the week of the fight thinking that, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna put as high a priority on the weight cut until the week of the fight, and then the week of the fight, even if it's like twenty six pounds. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this all this week. That's really I'm I'm throwing that number out there. It's probably a very excessive number. But the point I'm trying to make is as a professional fighter, you you always want to be prepared. Um I'm not saying that you know, because there's some fighters that their walking weight is a good twenty pounds over what they what their fighting weight is. Um, usually those are larger, you know, larger fighters. That being said, again, you miss weight by seven pounds. Come on, you know, mm -hmm. be professional about it. You get paid. I'm not going to say well, but I, 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 because I don't know how much she gets to paid. Make weight. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, I'm assuming she makes roughly about 20 grand per fight. You know, and then if you kind of win bonus, another, you know, usually, usually the win bonus is double what you would get for the fight. So, you know, another 20 for a win, and then if she gets fight of the night or what have you. So, um, okay. That being said, uh, we'll jump right into the fight night card and results from uh, July 24th. Because we didn't have a chance to cover that. Right. Um, we'll actually, um, we'll, we'll list the bonuses first. Uh, the bonuses, uh, Pivea uh, versus Phillips won fight of the night. And it should have. Um, it really was a great fight. If, if you have a chance, go back and watch this fight. Excellent fight. Um, and you probably are going to disagree with the decision, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh Elkinson uh, and Yanez 
both won performance of the night. Um, uh, Elkins uh, defeated Derek Miner uh, with a second round TKO. Looked really good doing it too. Um, and Yanez uh, defeated Randy Costa with a second round TKO uh, with punches. Again, uh, the bonuses where they have been $75,000 went back down to $50,000. Well, that um, was a fight night, too. It wasn't a pay-per-view, so... Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And and we might see something different this coming weekend with the pay-per-view, but... Um, Cesaro Eubanks broke her losing streak against Elise Reed with a first-round knockout, mm-hmm. or TKO with punches. Uh, I'm not going to go through every single fight. Um, Mickey Gall, who everybody expected to lose. Now, his opponent changed a number of times, um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe. Uh, but he's facing Jordan Williams. Jordan Williams actually looks really good usually. Um, didn't look good this fight. Uh, Mickey Gall won with a first-round submission with a rear naked choke. Um, Miranda Maverick, that's, you know, looked really good in, in most of her fights. Really uh, didn't look all that great against Macy Barber. Macy Barber defeated her with decision. Uh, it was a split decision, uh, 28, 29, 29, 28, 29, 28. Um, I actually didn't have a problem with that decision. Uh, I, I could see that. Um, I honestly, I thought that, I thought that was the decision. That was one of the fights that I disagree with the decision on. Yeah. But I mean, it was close enough where I can see that. I, I had it scored for Maverick, actually. When we look at our verdict scores, I had it scored for Maverick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Elkins versus Minor, you know, again, uh, it was a second round uh, TKO with punches. Uh, it was it, it, it was a slugfest, and uh, Elkins just came out on top. But Elkins does that a lot, you know. Um, he's very durable. Uh, Pivia versus Phillips, uh, that was a majority decision, 29, 28, 29, 28, 28, 28. Um, in my opinion, that was a bullshit call. I thought Phillips actually won it. I think he won it 29, 28, but I think he won it, but this was the night that you accused the... Um, judges of being on drugs. Yes, I did, because there were some fights, like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll bring up Brendan, Brendan Allen versus uh, Punhali Soriano. 30-27, uh, 30-27-28. Where the hell did they get 30-27 from? Well, and two of the um, judges got that. So. And I'm not the only one. No, that, I know. You because, listened to Bisping's podcast, and he was saying the same thing. Well, even on TV, they, they, they commented that the judging oh, yeah. was, yeah, was bad. Oh, yeah, commentators, yeah. You know, so it, it's not just me thinking that they were doing lines of coke at the fucking judging table, <laughs> you know. Um, I only dropped one F bomb. I'm not gonna label explicit. Um, unless this ends up becoming a habit, then you know, screw it. Uh, so yeah, not only that, but and this was the next fight, which was the main event, was another one that I honestly think that that the judges were just you know, 
I even made the joke. What did Shaw just pass them a bag of bag of coke on his way to the octagon? Um, Dillashaw did face Corey Sanhagen. He did look really good. I will. He definitely. You could. You could definitely tell he's not Epo anymore, though, mm-hmm. because he was. He looked fairly gassed even after the second right. round. No, and I mean, I was. I was happy to see T.J. Dillashaw back, but I agree that um, he. I don't think that he technically won the fight. Um, not that I think he lost it either. Um, but he really didn't control because even every time he pushed Sanhagen against the cage, he just had his back, you know, he he wasn't really doing anything about it. Yeah. And exactly. And that's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought Dillashaw did look great for having a two year layoff, but I do not think that he beat Corey Sanhagen at all. Um, I I had Sanhagen winning. Um, I only gave, honestly, I only gave one round to Dillashaw. Um, that being said, Dillashaw did have a really nasty cut uh, oh, yeah. on his eye. And afterwards, they actually on the, uh, I forgot what the show is on ESPN where they show behind the scenes and stuff like that. Dillashaw openly admitted that when they called in the doctor, he was really worried that they were going to stop the fight because he couldn't see a damn thing out of that eye. Well, that was the same eye that he had the cut on yep. that this fight had been postponed for. Yes, and so. and actually, when you look, when he came out, we even made the comment, man, that's a nasty-ass scar. So that was a nasty-ass cut he had that canceled mm-hmm. the fight initially, or postponed it at least. Um Anyway, Dillashaw beat Sanhagen 48-47, I still stand by what I said before, that Dillashaw passed the judges a bag of coke on the way there for the win. Um, But, yeah, in all seriousness, though, I mean, good for Dillashaw. Looks like he's off the junk. Um, He did put on a great fight. Uh, I do think Sanhagen won, but again, you leave it in the hands of the judges. That's what's going to happen. You're taking your chances. Uh, so let's move up to this past weekend, which was uh, July 31st. This this card changed. Like I said, there are six six fights were changed or canceled or dropped, or what have you. Or added. <laughs> yeah, or added. It, it really... Um, yeah, it really was... And you could tell, because the card itself just seemed... It almost seemed somewhat lackluster. Um, the bonuses... Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about that, but we'll, we'll mention that because that poor kid got, I mean, he, it seemed like every morning he was told he was fighting in a different fight. Right. Um, the bonuses, uh, again, $50,000. Brian Barbarina versus Jason Witt was declared fight of the night. night. Cheyenne Byes uh, and uh, Bagasarian were both awarded performance of the night. Um. You know, uh, yeah, we might as well talk about all those. Okay. 
Uh, sorry, guys. I'm I'm readjusting this. We're calling it on the fly. Um, we ended the prelims with uh, Chris Chrismacher versus uh, Rafa Rafa Garcia. Uh, Garcia won via unanimous decision, 29-28 on all three judges' scorecards. I actually kind of disagreed with that, but I didn't agree, disagree strongly enough to say that the judges were doing coke. Um, I I can see how they ruled in favor of Garcia. Um, it was a great fight, though. Um, I I see why they gave the fight of the night to uh, Barbarina versus Jason Witt. Uh, that being said, this easily could have been fight of the night as well. Um, uh, they constantly were getting up and, and throwing down with each other. Um, uh, you open the main card with Jason Witt defeating Brian Barbarena via majority decision 28, 28, 29, 27, 29, 28. Um, I kind of was the 29, 27 kind of had me scratching my head a little bit, but it is what it is. Uh, it was a good fight. I probably, you know, I, I don't know if I agree with it being fight of the night, but it definitely was a good fight though. Um, Magnusarian defeated, uh, uh, Angelin, uh, via TKO, uh, a minute 50 seconds into round two, uh, Jared Gooden, poor Jared Gooden, this poor kid, he had his fight changed at least three or four times in the course of a week. Um, and I think even on the day of the fight, his fight was changed at least twice. Um, right, because he wasn't on the card. They had taken because we do those fantasy picks. Yes, that was the one that they took off. They took and off. Then, did I? I went to the store or something. Yes, and I and came they put back, it back and on. I, I said I got a notification that they just cleared this fight, and you were like, "Oh, I've got a pick for it." I'm like, "Okay, here's why I think this happened." Um, I think this happened because there was a false positive. Um, I thought it was, and I might be wrong. I think it was a Nick Stolze's, uh, camp. I might be wrong on that. Um, and they probably asked to be tested again. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, these tests, guys, the tests that they're using, especially the night of the fights are the fast response. The fast response, uh, tests only have around an 80 to 85% reliability. I think it's close to 85%. That's a 15% chance they're going to be wrong. According to MMAfighting.com, the fight was canceled because a breach of COVID-19 protocol, but neither fighter tested positive. Okay, so well, that, that means can... somebody broke, like, quarantine, maybe? It could be, but the the day of a fight, it's really difficult to do that unless you, you know, leave the hotel or the Apex. Right. Pretty much, okay, I'm going to get back to the rest of the fight in a second. Pretty much how this works in Vegas for the Apex, you're quarantined your hotel. You can go anywhere you want in the hotel once you pass the initial quarantine. 
You are not allowed to go to the store. You're not, you know, you're allowed to go outside and and work out because a lot of the guys will go outside and they'll they'll jog or what have you. But you're not allowed to just go into your local grocery mart or anything. And there really is no reason to, to be honest with you, because the performance center takes care of all of your nutrition needs and everything else. Uh, so if that truly is the case and it wasn't a false positive, um, the only other thing I can think of since Yaya had tested positive and they had to cancel that fight, maybe one of their one of those two had been in contact with him, and they were going to cancel their fight. I mean, you know what I mean? It's positive. It, it's you possible. Know? It's, We're just speculating, guys. It's just, yeah, it, this says that, it, like, neither fighter tested positive, so it wasn't, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's good to know that n neither fighter tested positive. That's a good thing. Um, uh, next up was Cheyenne Buys, who admittedly was flat out broke and owed money before this she fight. She was really cute after the fight, um, yeah. I, I like Cheyenne Buys when she fought in Invicta, too, though. Yeah, so, she was it's, really excited. Um, she defeated uh, Gloria DePaula via TKO a minute into round one. Um, I said, and she lost her first fight. Um, as a matter of fact, her and her husband, uh, it was one of the first times that you had a husband and wife pair on the same card. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, and... They both lost on their first on their first outing. Uh, it was good to see Cheyenne Buys um, win, and this was something that actually they mentioned on Bisping's post. First off, Cheyenne Buys is really cute, and that's going to help her. I, I realize that that shouldn't be a factor in MMA, but it is. Um, I, I mean, it is. I, I look at Paige Van Zandt. You know, look at look at. Uh, Look at a number of the fighters that actually, you know, are getting a lot of exposure. They're either really, really pretty. And even Nunez is actually really pretty, and she she is just a beast in the ring. She could beat most of the guys because she's so tough. Um, you know, most of the guys that would be in her weight class. Uh, at any rate, Cheyenne Buys definitely deserved that. Um, she was very grateful for it. As a matter of fact, at one point she broke down and cried because they do owe people money. But again, this goes back to fighters need to be paid a little bit more. Um, uh, although, and again, this hasn't been confirmed, but I guess Dana White has actually gone out and talked to some of these fighters that are not making as much due to um, uh, endorsement deals or loss of endorsement deals. Right. I mean, that's the other and, thing. Yeah, is if you're, if UFC isn't going to pay them more per fight, then let them have well, their Dana endorsements. White, you know. Well, Dana White is is personally talked to some of the fighters and said, "Look, if you get in financial trouble, come and talk to me. We'll we'll work something out." He's not, he's, you know, everybody loves painting Dana White as, like, devil incarnate. And Dana White is a promoter. 
working for as many promoters as we have over the years. All promoters lie. But most promoters, especially if they're good promoters, do care about their fighters and want to see... They don't want them to suffer needlessly. Um, you know, the thing is, most people think, oh, I get to the UFC and everything's going to be, you know, rainbows and unicorns. No, man. You get to the UFC, that is just the beginning of a very rough, rough road. And for the first few years, you're going to probably be living out of a car. Donald Cerrone is a great example. For years, he lived out of his truck. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't until he re-signed his contract, got a huge bump in pay, that he was able to buy a farm and 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 not live out of his truck. You know, uh, and and stuff like that. Um, so good for Cheyenne buys. I hope that. She uh she she really does make an impact because as a person just personally she comes off as someone that that that's a sweetheart a very sweet girl and um someone that really is going to be tough to deal with in that division uh and then we get to the main card Sean Strickland uh, defeat Uriah Hall your unanimous decision. 5044, 5045, 4946. I'll be honest. I had it 5044. I thought Uriah Hall looked horrible. Yeah. It looked like he his head wasn't into it. Uh he was not fighting like the hall that you're used to seeing. Um Strickland definitely won this fight. Mm-hmm. Uh so I I We'll leave it at that. I I was so disappointed by how Uriah Hall fought. Um, it, it honestly looked like he came in there and he just he okay, it's another fight, whatever. I just want to survive and go out for my birthday and party. No, oh, yeah, um, because it was his birthday. But I, it just, I feel like you know, why wouldn't you do the best that you can do and then be able to go out and party? You know what I mean? Like, yes. Why I would agree. you, why would you want to lose the fight, you know, and then be all meh? No, and, I agree. And I, again, I, I, there was a one thing and I said this a number of times when we were watching this, I even asked you, I go, is it just me or does it look like Hall is just not into it? Yeah, you know, you just look um, bad. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this weekend we have UFC 265 from Houston, Texas, um, being headlined, of course, by my balls is hot. Houston's own Derek Lewis. My balls is hot. My balls is hot. Probably gonna be hot in Houston. Um, probably, yeah. Uh, he's facing Cyril Gain. Um, for the interim heavyweight championship. And we've be- talked about this. We didn't really think it should be for no the title, but no, whatever. No, you know what? If you're gonna do this, just say it's for the number one contender. Just say yeah. whoever wins this is gonna face Ngannou, yeah. and then leave it at that. It's not like he hasn't fought in like a year, you know, or has you know? It's just been months. It's not like no, and it's not like know? Ngannou's injured. 
He is, he's not he's, injured. He hasn't skipped out or anything. He's cornered um, Usman. You know, it's not like he's vacant, like he's not there. No, I think he mm-hmm. just wanted time off in a vacation in Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or let him enjoy the fact that he got to, that he's champion, you know? So, I mean, either way, it's going to be a good fight. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how gain handles someone like lewis mm-hmm. um because while gain is is tough and lewis is and he's fast and while lewis might be a little bit slower lewis hits you you're gone and you. and lewis doesn't move like he moves like a big guy but he doesn't like he's no, it it's so go- hard to describe because like he can be so quick. Well, here's the thing: he's quick, especially when it comes to the takedowns. And then what Lewis will do is he'll smother you. Yeah. And when you are underneath a guy that heavy, mm-hmm. you just pray that that round ends very quickly because you want to be able to rest. Right. And that's what Derek Lewis does, is if he notices he's getting outpunched or outworked, he'll take you down, and he will just pretty much try to smother you and work you from the t- from top position, dominant position, mm-hmm. to tire you out. Um, and I totally expect to see that happen here. Uh, you got Jose Aldo uh, versus Pedro M- M- Munoz. Um, I actually am really looking forward to that fight, even though I think Jose Aldo... Really, probably should consider retirement. But to be fair, Aldo really hasn't looked like he's he slowed down a little bit right. from his prime, but he hasn't slowed down like drastically. Um, you know, you have Vincent Luque versus Michael Chiesa. Uh, again, another great fight, uh, or should be a great fight. Mm-hmm. Uh. I actually am really looking forward to this fight. Tisha Torres versus Angela Hill. Yeah, there's um there's a couple really good women's fights on this card. We um we lost out on one. We'll talk about that in a second, but yeah. um it, it they more than made up for it, I think. You know, yeah, I'm excited for the women's fights. Yes. Yes, exactly. I mean, I'm excited for like yeah, like we were talking off air that this actually turned out to be a good card. Well, and I mean, I mean, it's a pay per view, so it should have been, but like, yeah, but yeah, it actually did turn out to be a good card, you know, because I think like it, over the last month we didn't really know for sure what was going to be, you know, no, we obviously there, knew the main event, but you no, know, well, because there was a lot of changes and they really didn't list many of the fights, mm-hmm. even up to a couple weeks ago, they really didn't list many of the fights. Um, uh, you got Casey Kenny versus Song Yadong, mm-hmm. um. I wasn't going to actually mention this, but you got uh, Raphael Fizev uh, versus Bobby Green. Um, well, that'll be good. I like Bobby Green. Yeah. He, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's the one that knit or crochets or whatever. I, like, I think so, I yeah. like I like Bobby Green. Um, you got Caroline. Uh, Carolina Cole. Cole Carolina. Cole Kulich. <laughs> Thank you. I, I is Jessica Penny. Yeah, that's, a, that's a lot. That one's a lot. I get tongue tied. Yeah, versus Jessica Penny. Um, I, that fight I'm 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 interested in. Um, that fight I think is gonna be really cool. I as a matter of fact, I'm not even really. We probably won't even make picks because there is a lot to cover in this show. Okay. Um. 
Alonzo uh, Menafield versus Ed Herman. Um, you know, you got Johnny Munoz Jr. Uh, versus Jamie Simmons. Uh, Nunez versus Pena was supposed to be on this. It was supposed to be the semi-main. Yeah, which we thought. I mean, we love, yeah, we love Derek Lewis and all, but we were thinking, like, why not put Nunez in the main event spot? But, well, she has COVID, unfortunately. So yeah. now we don't get her at all. So, so hopefully, now, but, and I think it's important to say, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but I think it's important that people realize that with this Delta variant, and the UFC is already taking steps, and we'll address those, you know, uh, later in the show, mm -hmm. uh, addressing those issues. But with the Delta variant and how contagious it actually is, um, I totally expect this card to change at least a few times. It would not surprise me in the very least. I know they're going back to Yaz Island to fight Island. Yaz. Um, <laughs> Within the next within the next month or so, it wouldn't surprise me if they decide to stay there for a couple months, because when you're on Fight Island, you're essentially quarantined at that point. There is no escaping the island. Yeah. Um, because I mean they do have security around to stop you from going anywhere. Um, it would not surprise me if they move operations over there. They're set up so all their operations can be run there anyway. In case of a situation like this. So, um, obviously, we, we hope Nunez, you know, gets better. Um, I really didn't care to see her versus Pena. Um, I think this fight was pretty much just made because Pena decided to bitch and bitch and bitch. Yeah, she was shooting her mouth off. Um, yeah. And Nunez is just like, fine, screw it. I'll, I'll kick your ass. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but, you know, still... Anytime you watch Nunez fight, it's entertaining. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't even even if it, it is a quick fight, it's still entertaining. So hopefully Nunez has a very light version of COVID and nothing serious. Um, again, though, she's in Brazil, and although she lives in Miami, yeah, which, I'm hoping to be she, fair isn't that far from Brazil as far yeah, as hopefully as far as she serious. had already gotten vaccinated and yes. that it, this won't hit her so hard. Yes, and that's what I'm hoping. So, um, uh, so there is some news on some upcoming fights. Uh, ESPN announced a couple of uh, fights that either uh, were signed or they're working on supposedly uh cody garbrandt uh is moving to flyweight to face kai cara france uh december 11th uh they're working on joanne calderwood uh versus alexa grasso for november 10th and they're also working on paulo costa which i kind of was surprised they were going to mm -hmm. do anything for costa um versus marvin vittori for october 3rd 23rd uh, October 23rd, yeah. Uh, that's per ESPN. Uh, TSN uh, broke the news today. Uh, Luke Rockhold is making his return. He hasn't fought since July 19th to face. So, Sean Strickland put on an amazing fight against Uriah Hall. Gets rewarded with fighting Luke Rockhold. Um, well, I mean, to it, be fair... Luke Rockhold has been a popular name in UFC. 
He's coming back after two years. It should be a draw. And it's on a pay-per-view. So, and I mean, if Strickland keeps it up and beats Luke Rockhold, all it does is make him look better well, and move but, him up. But you then know? will it really elevate him? If, 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 and, and, and this is an important to think about. Will it really elevate him? Luke Rockhold shouldn't, as far as I know, I don't even think he's ranked anymore right. because he hasn't fought in so long. Right. So facing Sean Strickland, will it really elevate strong Sean Strickland that much if Sean Strickland wins? Because you're facing an unranked fighter. Yes. Any, any win should... Should um, elevate yeah, you. Yeah, should elevate you or... Um, Add fuel to your... Sean Strickland can talk a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. So can Luke Rockle. Right. So hopefully we see some trash talking leading up to the fight to get fans more interested in it. I'm really not interested in the fight. I mean, yes, I'll watch it, obviously. But well, is it and something... Well, I mean, it's a good pay-per-view to be on. Well, yeah. Because, because the main event, you know... Yeah, well, that was what I was getting to. They, they announced... Uh, I believe it was today, uh, they confirmed that the main event, uh, CBS confirmed the main event for UFC 268, which is in November, uh, is Usman vs. Covington 2. Um, so that's going to be a draw. So, Yeah, it, it'll, I, I, I mean, here's the thing. Everybody can hate Covington all they want, and that's great, but Covington still draws because everyone wants to see somebody shut him up permanently. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, that's just a fact. He's still, I mean, it, you know, the, the, the whole Trump thing was great when Trump was president and it made people hate him. Now it just makes him an obnoxious little prick. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I am going to mention a couple things for UFC 266, even though it's a month away. Right. No, um, it looks like it's going to be headlined. Uh, that whole weekend is fight weekend. Supposedly right. they're hoping, they're hoping, uh, and COVID's going to dictate this. They're hoping that they can actually do the Hall of Fame. They're, mm -hmm. uh, I think there's actually, I think there's going to be two cards that weekend possibly, unless they're going to they're going to make the undercard the uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, fights. They might, yeah. Uh, yeah, which they very likely may do, or they might go back old school, have one fight night the night before mm -hmm. that has, you know, the main event is for the Ultimate Fighter, and then a pay per view the night after. That's a possibility, is a possibility as well. Uh, Volkanovski uh, versus Brian Ortega right now looks like it's going to headline it. Okay. Uh, Volkanovski does have COVID, so depending on how bad that is and how quickly he can get over it and right. get back into training, depends on if that fight even happens. Um, that's for the featherweight championship. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko is going to defend her our flyweight championship against Laura Murphy. Okay. Um, Nick Diaz is finally making his return to the octagon. Um. Don't confuse him with Nate Diaz. Yeah. It's his brother. <laughs> uh, versus Robbie Lawler. That fight, right alone, honestly, is as much as there's two title fights, I probably would have made that the main event. 
only for the fact that you have Nick Diaz returning. He constantly is working out. He's constantly in the gym. Lawler's constantly in the gym as well. And while Lawler may have slowed down a little bit, I think the reason they didn't make that the main event, though, is because what if both these guys have slowed down? Doesn't matter how much they're in yeah, the gym. Yeah, and it's not for a championship. And if they have these other championship fights. You exactly. Know? Um, right off the bat, one of the fights already canceled due to an injury. Um, Tatiana Suarez was supposed to fade, was supposed to make her return after a pretty lengthy injury, actually, mm-hmm. uh, against uh, Roxanne Modafferi. And then she's um, injured again. And she's injured again. I I feel really bad for Tatiana Suarez. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, if she gets that momentum going, she is going to be one of the top women's fighters in any division. Um, in particular, the flyweight division. Um, she's overcome injuries. She's overcome cancer. Mm-hmm. You know? And... She's one hell of a fighter. And I like Roxanne Modafferi. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm a fan of Modafferi's. I, I think that she's an excellent fighter. Um, but I, I would have picked Suarez in this anyway. Uh, so it's sad to see that, that that it's scrapped due to an injury. Although Suarez, you could tell when she posts on Instagram, she's depressed about it, obviously. Right. But she does... You know, as she said, she's overcome injuries in the past. She's overcome cancer. She will overcome this in return. And I totally believe that she will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, I, our, our hopes is that she returns sooner as opposed to later. Uh, because I really want to see her back in the octagon. You, mm-hmm. you hate seeing anybody taken out because of injuries and things. Right. Speaking of injuries, uh, Chris Wyman, um, he already had one surgery. Because if, if you guys don't remember, Uriah Hall's last fight was uh, against uh, Chris Weidman. Um, okay, I I like Uriah Hall, but something he said really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. They asked him about Weidman and the kick that broke Weidman's leg. And he goes, oh yeah, I've... I, we've trained how to do that when we check kicks. So you've trained how to actually permanently injure someone? I'm sure that it was taken out of context, but dude, don't don't say stuff like that. You know, you don't want to see anybody. I, as much as I don't like Covington, I don't want to see the guy injured. Right. Um, that being said... Wyman needs a second surgery. Um, they haven't confirmed what it's what it's for, uh, although many people believe that he needs a second surgery to actually insert a titanium rod into, um, I think it's his tibia, um, the the front bone in the shin. Uh, they, they that's what the belief is. Nobody's confirmed that for sure though. Uh, but it is confirmed he definitely needs a second surgery, um, which sort of is depressing when you think about it because he was he he was he was he was walking on a treadmill. Of course, it was a special treadmill that kind of put you know it made it so you weren't putting your full weight on that leg. 
but he was recovering nicely. Um, so it is sad to see he needs a second surgery, but I have total confidence he's going to get through that surgery and he's going to be back in the gym as soon as possible. Uh, as far as far as Conor McGregor goes, he's already started working out, which really caught me as kind of odd considering how nasty that injury looked. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was seen working out, so that's a good thing. Um, there is still talk, although if they haven't done it yet, I don't see them doing it, of penalties... Uh, you know, probably like a fine of some sort for Connor uh, for his post-fight comments about Poirier uh, and Khabib. Uh, it is still possible he can be penalized. I don't think he will be because he hasn't yet. One of the things he said about Khabib, he, and, and I might be totally misquoting him because he only put this up for a minute or two and then he took it down, but it was something along the lines of COVID-1 Khabib's father zero. Yeah, that's pretty um, much what the tweet was. And I personally look if you're, it was like so unnecessary. Like first of all, like like old news. Like you know, I mean, it's insensitive and unnecessary, anyways. But like old news, bro. Like yeah, you're it, not it, you're not fighting Khabib. You're not in any sort of, you know, televised feud or anything with him. You know, this happened, I mean, his dad died last year, didn't he? Yeah, from COVID. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're just saying things to be a jerk, you know? Like, it, it, and that's... At this point, yeah, that that was a dick move. Um, as, far as, as far as his comments about Poirier, he made a comment, I guess, after the fight about you know, uh, 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 killing Poirier's wife and kid or something like that. I, I, it was hard to tell what he said, so I'm going through secondhand of people that actually heard what he said. But, I mean, there was some nasty stuff about his family. And, and it's like, you know, look, most fighters have this thing. You know what, if you're going to talk about my wife or girlfriend, they know this when we get in a relationship that look, you may end up getting, getting dragged in the middle of this. The kid, eh. You don't go after people's kids. That's just. But you don't go yeah. after. Yeah. Someone's father that died of a, a virus that we're still to this day fighting. And it's numbers are almost as high now is they were when his father had passed. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, now, of course, when he made these comments, the, the, the Delta variant hadn't been spread as widely as it is now. Right. Um, but it just, it was totally classless on Connor's part. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll get back to that in a moment. I, I somebody... just want to clarify yeah. Weidman. I looked it up. Weidman was on... Um... Sirius XM Fight Nation, and he said that it's actually, it's his fibula that needs to be plated. Oh, yeah, the bones are non-union, which means that it's a defective healing. So there's no timeline right now of when he might be back. Um, but yeah, it's basically that the bones are not healing the way that they're supposed to. 
so is someone that's got metal in them. Um, it will be a long road to recovery for him. Uh, but that being said, it seems like Wyman really does have the motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he even said in that interview that he's generally a positive person. Like, of course, he has days that he's feeling negative or lazy or whatever, but he is generally, he said himself, generally a half-glass-full type of person. So that's what helps him get through things. Well, and he's, look, I, I'm not a huge fan of Weidman as far as fighting goes, but as far as a person goes, Weidman's a great guy. I mean, at one point, him and, and some of the other fighters from the gym that he's in dressed up as WWE wrestlers for his kid's <laughs> birthday. I mean, he, he, he really is a good family man. Um, he seems like a truly good guy. Um, I, I, I want to see him come through this and fight again. I, I, and, and, and not only come through this and fight again, but actually be better when he comes back. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he feels the same way. Um, and I say that from someone that went through a really nasty, nasty injury myself. Um, although not to that part of my leg, it actually was my hip. Um, and I got meadow in me from it. And it was, it, it, uh, it was a rough road for a good six months. Um, uh, but I was able to come back and play sports and mark, uh, martial arts was a little more difficult because I didn't have the flex, uh, the, the, the flexibility that I used to have. Uh, but again, I was still able to come back and, and play ice hockey and wrestle professionally and things like that. So, uh, I, I I wish the best uh, for him on that. I do have a question though. Mm-hmm. You obviously you we've watched the past two fight nights. Did mm-hmm. you notice any difference? And if so, what were they as far as any changes between last week and this week? Especially knowing that Nevada is one of the hotspots for COVID right now. I didn't necessarily see it myself. But you had told me that this past week, everybody was wearing masks again. Yes. I didn't see it, um, but I still, you could hear, because what they've been doing on the fight nights is they've been having, like, limited audience, and it seemed like it was a lot of, like, girlfriends and family and, and maybe other fighters. I guess there's a few, like, lucky fans who may have, like, won a sweepstakes or something like that. But, um, so it sounded like there was the same amount of people in the audience both weeks. Um, but yeah, you had mentioned to me that everybody was wearing masks again. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's a good idea. I think everybody should be wearing masks again, like out, out in the world, you know? Well, and that's the thing about Houston because it's in Texas and Texas really is just a tiny step above Florida as far as, you know, again, if you look at the shittiest States in the country, Florida ranks at the very bottom of the barrel and you don't got to climb up very far to hit Texas. Um, I'm not, it has nothing to do with the people. It has everything to do with, with your governor. 
Yeah, with um, the leadership and the way that COVID's been handled, yeah. Uh, but I will say this. If you look at UFC, and I've said this from the beginning, if you look at UFC and you look at how their fighters are being handled and you look at how their employees are being handled, you look at the fact that they're being quarantined and now they're back to quarantining them longer than – because they kind of got a little bit lax with fight nights where you could come in three, three days before the fight, you know, get tested, you know, uh, quarantine for 24 hours, things. I think you're going to see them go back to, you got to be there a week before the fight. Yeah. Have to, you know, well, especially uh, after last week with all the changes, because half of those changes were because of COVID and COVID protocols and, visa issues because of the Delta variant and stuff like that. You know, it's just... And it's only gotten worse. It's, yeah, just it's the past week, it's gotten worse. It's more control over the situation. I mean, you're never going to be able to 100% control the situation, but you do what you can, you know? No, but that's the thing. It's like... Okay, I the, this last part of the show, some people are going to truly hate. And that's fine. If you're one of the people that truly hate it, you truly hate it. But I got to say it anyway. Um, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, go and get vaccinated. And wear a mask if you're indoors. Because here's the thing. If you're asymptomatic and you pass it on to someone else, you know, really that's kind of a dick move. You know? Yeah, we should um, all be trying to do everything we can to stop this. You know, everybody's come. Well, not everybody, but there are people complaining that it's been this long, and I just, you know, I want to live my life and whatever. Well, do what you're supposed to do. Well, and help help everybody get through this. Well, not to scare anybody, but I will tell you that there's two more variants. There's a lambda variant. Forgot what the I think it's kappa was the Probably. was a. Uh, but I don't think they're calling it that. I forgot what they're calling the other variant. Um, the, the, Loki. the, uh, no, <laughs> the other variant's actually very serious. You catch it and you die within three days. Oh, um, and awesome. it is resistant to all vaccines. Um, so guys, it's important that we stop this now because this is going to end up becoming a, a, a virus that is going to have very, very serious, serious implications for society. Um, there. I've said it. Just get the vaccine. Wear a mask when you're around large groups of people or indoors. And <clears throat> you know, practice social distancing. Be smart about it for your own. If you don't care about anybody else for your own health and safety, do it. Because mm -hmm. I can tell you right now, there's at least two people that I know that have died that didn't get the vaccine because they were so against vaccines. And then they were laying in their hospital bed, first off, begging for the vaccine once they were sick. And then realizing that it was too late and then saying, you know, regretting not getting it. Don't be one of those people, you know. Um, so let's close on this because I.
found this very interesting. Um, Ronda Rousey, since she's left UFC, left MMA in general, has been very vocal. Um, she was very vocal in supporting what Connor said about Poirier and Connor shooting his mouth off. And she's been very vocal about a number of other controversial things. She's totally shit on wrestling fans. Now, what I find interesting about this is it's one of two things. Either she's playing a role of a heel, which we do in wrestling, or a bad guy, you know, or she truly has turned into the world's biggest bitch. Um, well, I'm going to tell you what I think. <laughs> okay, well, let me, can I, let, let's at least get through what she said about Bray Wyatt, since I, I actually totally disagree with this. Okay. Um, For those of you who don't know or don't watch wrestling or whatever, Bray Wyatt has been a very big WWE star for almost 10 years now. Um, especially the last, like, five to seven years. Um, he was, WWE has done a lot of releases and, and budget cuts, they call them. Um, and they released Bray Wyatt this past week. And it has really kind of shocked the wrestling community and pissed off a lot of fans. Um, and then, um... Monday night on Monday Night Raw, a lot of the fans were chanting, we want Wyatt, um, because that was the first live event since he had been released. So yes. I think we need to kind of just so that people well, know what we're talking and about. I, I, I want to add to that, because you mentioned budget. The reason that WWE gave for cutting Bray Wyatt was budget cuts, not mentioning the fact that short of a couple people... Rousey not being one of them, I may add. Short of a couple people, nobody has made them more money in merchandise than Bray Wyatt. There's a couple people that had that 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 have over the years, yes, yeah. But like currently, like over the last few years, he has been, if not the top, in the top two or three. Yes. Rousey, not even close. Not at all. No. Not even close. So she decided to tweet out, I've seen you same quote-unquote fans chanting, we want Wyatt last night, chanting, we want beach balls over Bray Wyatt performing. If the WWE treated him like he was expendable, it was because you ungrateful idiots did first. I, I think it's very important to say that, typically speaking, nobody has chanted anything Bray Wyatt's always gotten a great reaction. Yeah, the only thing that fans have ever, like, chanted, or actually it's more sang, is he's got the whole world in his hands because he's he's used that as part of his character, as part of his gimmick. Um, Or they've chanted Wyatt, you know, like, in support of him. And... I've been watching wrestling continuously for over 20 years, um, and you've been watching it longer than that. I have never, ever 
heard any crowd anywhere chant, we want beach balls. No. So that is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. Like, no. you know, um, I've heard them chant for other wrestlers. I've heard them uh, chant, um, you know, like, we want tables, you know, like, <laughs> like you know, I mean, I, I've never heard we want beach balls. So I don't know where she got that from. Um, my opinion of this and R- Ronda Rousey, she has always been bitter towards wrestling fans. Which is interesting because she, she wanted so bad to, be to fall in the steps uh, of Rowdy Piper and be a wrestler. Right. And you say, like, there's a possibility that she's playing a heel character. Um, I personally don't think she is. She's but. not on TV. No. She's pregnant. Yeah, so, so she's, she's not, not gonna be like on she's going to come back for probably at soon. least a year. Um, <sighs> I think she's just being bitter. Okay, well then this brings me up to my next point. If you're going to be bitter about fans, mm-hmm. how much of a bitch do you have to be to sit there and shit on fans that are making a very logical point mm-hmm. that they want Bray Wyatt back? Because it's not just the fans. Fox and Universal um, both are really upset. They're television partners with WWE. They they put you know they host their program here. They're very upset that Bray Wyatt was the released. Shareholders. Uh, shareholders are very upset. Mm-hmm. This actually is going to have some fairly decent ramifications on it because it's pretty much sent a message to everyone in the locker room that. Everyone's expendable. Mm-hmm. And really what it is, is WD hired a money, he, they hired a hatchet man. Mm-hmm. He looks at a spreadsheet, looks at who's making the most money, how often do they wrestle. Oh, you haven't wrestled in six months, you're gone. He hasn't wrestled in six months because the writing for WWE sucks. My whole point with Rousey's remarks are this. You're going to make comments about wrestling fans, but you're not going to talk about the, the MMA fans that boo foreign fighters that boo black fighters mm-hmm. that cheer when someone that is from another country gets injured. Yeah. You're not going to bitch about that, but you're going to bitch about these fans. I honestly think that Rousey needs a lollipop and, and <laughs> just sit there, be pregnant. Travis Brown, go and get her some ice cream and pickles. Whatever it is that shuts her up, because she keeps on shooting her mouth at mouth. She's just at home bored right now, waiting for the baby to come. That well, here's the problem. In the past, she's made comments about uh, Tamina Snuka. She's made comments about Nia Jax. She's made comments about some of the toughest chicks in WWE, and as tough as Rousey is, when you're facing someone that's three times your size, I don't care how tough you are. I don't care how great of a judo champion you are. When someone that's 265, almost 300 pounds, and you're insulting them, you're not going to stand much of a chance. It's... 
that it, it really is that simple. It's not a judo thing. It's the fact that she's going to have it very rough when she comes back to WWE if she keeps on pissing off the wrong people. And she is pissing off the wrong people. It doesn't have to be something in the ring. It can be something as simple as one of the wrestlers getting pissed off and being like, oh, you want to open your mouth so bad? I'm going to shit in your bag. And while that might make people laugh, that happens. Again, not saying it's right, but it happens. Uh, so I, I wish Rousey the best. I wish nothing nothing but the best for Rousey, and I always have. But I honestly hope for her sake she just shuts up. Has the baby, shuts up, and if she wants to come back to wrestling, come back. If you want to come back to UFC where the last few fights that you fought you look like garbage, by all means, come back. Please. There's plenty of women that would love to kick your ass in the UFC right now and can do it easily. So that's my feeling. If people disagree with me, please, by all means, send us a message. We're glad to talk about it, you know. Um... I realize that many MMA fans are going to say wrestling's fake. Wrestling, wrestling's not as fake as you think it is. It's not as real as MMA. It is predetermined. But trust me, we get injuries too. And some fairly serious ones at that. So, uh, you got anything else? Nope. Awesome. Well, guys, please enjoy the pay-per-view this weekend. Um if you got any thoughts uh, in the description is, is the Facebook page. Leave us some thoughts, opinions, what have you. Um, we'll try to post up. I know I didn't mention Bellator. Honestly, I didn't mention Bellator. They had a great card this past weekend because, um, honestly, I didn't watch it. Uh, but from what I read, Pitbull looked amazing on Bellator. Um, he had a great fight. Um, I guess it was a great card. So good on Bellator. That's good. Uh, Bare Knuckle Fighting keeps on signing new people. Um, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I'm really not a huge fan of Bare Knuckle Fighting, but, you know, hey, that's where the money is. That's where the money is. Um, so, uh, everybody, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the fights, and we will be back next weekend. Thank you so much.